川上味線
to have such an like, impactful career at such a young age. But then I guess that's another thing because obviously like a lot of artists from the nineties started in their teens in comparison yeah. to maybe like now. I mean, I mean she put in work up until twenty two, mm-hmm. like yeah, she worked hard. Years. Like three albums as well. That is a lot. That is a lot. No, actually, and three albums and then plus like soundtracks as well. Like she put in work. I agree. You have to like give it up to her. And I feel like in those days as well, like you didn't um, have social media as we've spoken about many times I'm sure there wasn't so no social media so like promotion <laughs> involved like going to radio shows and, and TV appearances which I feel like a lot of artists just don't do now because well Beyonce doesn't do it because she doesn't have to but I mean like you know there's not like yeah, much yeah. you can like promote your stuff online I mean it's good to go on TV and stuff but do people really watch all these Good Morning America shows and all these you know like there's no like top, is Top of the Pop still a thing? <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> Top of the Pops is definitely like early noughties. Yeah, actually nineties as well, actually. But yeah, yeah. I think she... it comes on like Christmas time. But yeah, anyway, that's another topic for did, another day. Did she actually? Did she um have many TV performances? Yeah, so like I think she didn't um like tour like officially like her own sort of tour. But she did, like, perform on TV quite a lot, I think. Well, I wouldn't say quite a lot. But, yeah, there's, like, performances of her performance-specific songs. So, like, her singles that she released, like, If You're Going You New. She's definitely sung One in a Million Live before. Four Fish Letter, like, a concert. Try Again was a big hit for her. So she performed mm-hmm. that, like, in a, a lot of places. Um, she didn't, like, really perform much of her last album, obviously, because it just was released in July. Yeah, I was going to say, she didn't really get the chance to. Yeah, so she performed, like, I think at least twice. She sang More Than A Woman, because I think that was supposed to be the next single from the album. Um, but then they were, like, flipping between that and Rock The Boat, hence why she went to go and make the video. Oh, wait, the was More Than A Woman never a single? So basically, they, as you know, <laughs> it was, like, We Need A Resolution was the first single from her last album. Mm-hmm. And then I think More Than A Woman was going to be the second single. So they recorded the video, filmed the video, not recorded I think, like, August 4th, I believe, 2001 or something. And then... Um, what is that the other after? I know, which is so, like, <laughs> that's so weird. Because I remember what I was doing, like, that birthday as well. Anyway, that's not that. I'm going off tangent. <laughs> 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 anyway, they recorded the film The More Than Woman video. But I think, like, people had started taking a liking to Rock the Boat on the album. So it was becoming, like, popular. So in her, like, one of her last appearances, when she was on um, One of Sixth Park with Free and AJ, um she was, like, saying, like, the next single will be Rock the Boat. Although they had already filmed the More Than a Woman video. So I think they were trying to, like, not backtrack, but, like, change the single they were going to release next. Although she had already oh, performed okay. More Than a Woman twice on TV at that point as well. So it was just, like, eh, popularity. You know, what songs do people playing on the radio without without it being released officially? And then they were going to go with that. So, yeah. I mean, they're both good singles, so it, really, it didn't yeah. really matter, to be honest. But yeah. I, I definitely thought More Than a Woman was a single. Yeah, no, it was. It was. It was released. Oh, but um, after. Yeah, after, I think. Oh, so okay. I guess, like, they released her singles. I don't know when specifically, but obviously she died in August 2001, and they released the singles after. So, oh, yeah, 2002, yeah. and then, yeah, 2002 onwards, I believe, they released those songs. So You know what? Rock the, Rock the Boat, even though I love that song so much, it just makes me so sad, because it's kind of like, that. it's, it's that song's fault <laughs> that she died. Yeah. So it's just like, ugh. Why did we have to decide to go and film in, in the islands? <laughs> Honestly speaking, yeah. <sighs> you know what's annoying about that as well? That's how exactly how I feel. So sometimes I like I enjoy listening to it, and sometimes I don't want to play it. Yeah. Like, it reminds me, like, this is what she died like after filming a video for this. Because yeah. I remember they recorded part of the video in Miami. And obviously, we've been to Miami. Like, you know, there's bare beaches there, isn't it? You could definitely film, you could find a boat in Miami. Literally. So I'm even just thinking to myself now, like, why do they have to go to the Bahamas? Because they could have got the scenes they needed from somewhere like Miami. And like, Miami's, like, really close to the Caribbean as well. So yeah. you could have got, a, there's, a, there's many boats in Miami. I don't know what water's in Miami. The Caribbean. The Caribbean's in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> <be> terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's the Caribbean. So basically, um, yeah. it's, the, it's, it's the same ocean, the same sea. So you, you can So what's the difference? Oh. I don't understand. So it's really frustrating. When and actually, Bahamas. I don't think Bahamas. It's not that far away from um, Miami. Because remember yeah. when we when we was in Miami, we was gonna go. Do you remember? Oh, were we? Yeah, we were like talking about going to Miami. Well, like on a boat Bahamas, thing, isn't it? To Bahamas, yeah, on a boat. Oh yeah, but, of course. Because it's not that far. 
So she definitely could have found a boat and then filmed in Miami. So that's it. I, I just can't watch the video. It just makes me so sad. Yeah, it was a nice video yeah. as well. I feel like it was a nice video. Yeah. Unfortunately, then the dying after recording filming in the music video is not like ideal for anybody, of course. But to leave behind like a, such a nice piece of work, I think like she definitely put her. It's like such a classic video, you know, the dance yeah. scene, everything. Um, yeah. Also, one thing I just want to mention about her randomly, I really like the fact that like in her music videos, like. She was always like the most covered up out of her dancers. So like in the Rock the Boat video, for example, her she's like wearing jeans most of the time. Yeah. And then yeah. like or trousers. And all the dancers are in like little, you know, booty shorts and stuff. And I think that's so <laughs> weird. Because usually you expect like the main a, yeah. to be in a little skimpy, you know, batty riders and thing. But I guess yeah. actually, I guess she was basically always in trousers. If I if I think about it, in all her videos, like she would wear like a bralette kind of thing. And then she'll just wear like trousers. Yeah. Like her signature, her signature look was like a, a thick, like she would show her midriff, um, and then trousers. But I, I don't think I've, I've never seen her like in a skirt or like a, or like shorts or like. Yeah. I don't think in my in what I can remember, I can't, I can't imagine her in like a skimpy outfit. It was more so like she obviously had the the shades, the bandana, the trousers, and the bralette and stuff like that. But I can't imagine her in like a skimpy outfit. So I don't know if that mm. she was that kind of that kind of girl. I know what you mean. Yeah, I do think um you're right. She didn't really dress like skimpily, if that's the thing. Like her thing was literally wearing like trousers and she was quite covered up in her music videos, which is like, I think quite surprising for like a an artist, especially a female artist as well. Yeah, and it's weird because her look um her look throughout her career was actually was is seen now as iconic, so it's like and it was covered up, so it's kind of cool. Kind of cool to like think that um, someone could make it in the music industry without being like naked, basically. <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I really think as well. Like as you said, like her her looks like are you know people dress up as her for Halloween and pay homage to her quite often, and it's really interesting that somebody could be and dress comfortably and still be quite like sexy and you know still exude you know sexiness mm. about them without being you know, butt naked, so. That's down to a stylist. Who's it? What was his name again? Um, I think the stylist's name is Derek Lee, I believe. Yeah, it's down to yeah. him. Right? Like, props to him. <laughs> yeah, he did a good job. And I think um, even her makeup artists, like, all the people that kind of put her together, her hairstylist, everything, they did a really good job, I think, working in the 90s. But I think her look was very modern. Like, her, how she looked then could really be translated into like now I think yeah like her look would fit now like the girls are doing their eyebrows like that now they're doing well they're dressing how she dresses now like so basically it's coming back around as fashion normally does yeah doing a full circle but like the, talking about like her being the most covered up um in the rock the boat video if you look at most of her dancers they're like all wearing like skimpy or outfits <laughs> I think they're wearing skirts actually is it skirts or booty shorts like one of them, skirt, yeah. Like yeah. And then she's just there in the middle, like she's wearing trousers, isn't she? Or is it like yeah. a long skirt? Um, yeah, I think different parts of the video, but I think you're talking about on the boat when they're like, dancing. yeah, on the boat. Yeah, she's wearing like some little, some like um, the trousers, but I feel like like quarter, three quarter lengths. But they're like, yeah, they were trousers anyway, and I think that's so, as you said, interesting that her dancers were like in shorter skirts and yeah, booty shorts, but she's like the most dressed, even in the bit when they're dancing like behind the green screen and there's like water behind them mm. um and she's wearing jeans whereas her dancers are like wearing shorts again and mini skirts so it's just like yeah it's wow. very it's very interesting to like notice it now but what do you think what do you what's your opinions on the rock the boat video anyway yeah, do you I like it such, um, yeah i do it's one of my favorites <laughs> i really think it was such a nice video i think it's such a shame that obviously she passed like filming that but i think if like you're an artist, I feel like I don't know how how this doesn't come out or sound, but like you know, like when you know you put your all into like a craft or something, and it's nice that you can see you know the piece, the final piece of work is something memorable, like you know what I mean. There was a good music video, like three iconic looks and moments, and yeah, like I think a lot of people think about that song when they think of her obviously because of the last video that she made. So mm. if that was like my last piece of work, I'd want. I'd want it to be something like that, you know what I mean? Something that really yeah. transcends time. Yeah, I totally agree. But also, I, I, it's kind of sad to think about because if you if you get into her shoes, like, she must have been so excited to, like, go to another country to film a, a new video 
because obviously once you make it in the music industry you get more money you get more backing behind you and you can do mm. bigger things go to different countries film different music videos so i can just imagine her being so like excited to like get out of america and like just go somewhere new so it's kind of sad to watch that video in like for me even though rock the boat is probably one of my favorite songs from the earlier album mm. like, to watch the video i i can only do it a few times i can't just like watch it over and over again because it just makes me so sad I know what you mean, yeah. I feel the same as well. It's a bit weird. It's like a, you really love the song, but then, like, you remember, like, oh, you know, she died after, like, mm. recording the video. I probably you didn't get to see maybe the final take of the video or, like, watch it herself all the way through. Yeah. So it makes you feel like, oh, man, it's actually really unfortunate. But do, um, from, so what, I would say Rock the Boat is one of my faves, but what are some of your other faves from that album? Oh, good question. Yeah. That album also is one of my favourite, like, R&B albums. I think I like every single song except for, like, maybe two. Um... <laughs> what are those, Carl? What are those? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like You've Got Nerve. And, Me neither. Um, is it Read Between the Lines? Do you know why I don't like those songs? It's because they just <laughs> sound like, they just sound like noise. They sound <laughs> like no- what? Just noise, like noise. <laughs> <laughs> I think because like the production and like the beat in the background, they're a lot yeah. louder than her voice, so it just it yeah. literally sounds like noise. And I think obviously they're experimenting, but I think that was a bit too experimental. Yeah, you know, an experimentation goes a bit wrong. I think yeah, they got a bit carried away. But I agree. Like, I feel like most of the other songs there are like she was experimenting with different genres um, on the album, and as you said, her voice was quite soft as well. So like, if the production is a bit too loud, they would need to like reduce it. And I don't think they did on certain. Songs because even though yeah. I love um I love I refuse but um I feel like it's quite loud as well. Like, it's very loud. Like <laughs> the thing is, I refuse. I love the lyrics and I love yeah. like the, the actual like uh, melody of the song. But if you really like listen to it, like analyze it, the production is just a bit too much. They need to turn it down a little bit, I think. Mm, and that's, that's it's not even just on that song on some of the songs because I, I never really used to like we need a resolution. For that same reason, it just seemed so, it just sounds so busy. But obviously, now that I've like listened to the album again, we need a re- resolution is one of my faves now. But I can yeah. see why people were confused about it back in the days. Yeah, I think I agree as well. I think that's so weird because I remember like someone re- like years ago, some like Leah fan on Twitter was saying like he didn't, she didn't feel like people understood like we need a resolution when it first came out, and I was like, yeah, I can get that because I think it sounds so different, and that's the thing with her and Timberland, they have such a good work relationship that. They would make stuff that would sound really, really good, but I feel like a lot of people would understand like the sounds and the instrumentals mm. and the sound effects. Tim, Tim will put some random things in his songs. Yeah, very random. Like, but I feel like it was it was progressive at the time anyway. And even I was thinking about one in a million whilst we're talking about her and Timberland. And I think he had um cricket noises in the in the song. <laughs> <laughs> you go back and listen to one in a million, yeah. Oh, I can't There's cricket that. noises. And then he was just like, <laughs> and I think um, they were saying that her uncle was saying that the radio didn't want to play the song because they thought it was like they couldn't mix it into anything else because it was so different sounding. Yeah. But they fought to like get it played and stuff. So yeah, that could also be another reason because um, a lot of the songs on that album didn't really chart on like the Billboard Hot 100 and one in the million no. album. Yeah. So I think the first single, if there are any new, and the last single, the one I gave my heart to, charted, but the songs in between them didn't actually chart. They charted on the airplay chart. I didn't understand what the Billboard chart was doing in the 90s because I think they changed the way they charted songs so certain songs couldn't be make it onto the Hot 100 because of airplay rules or something like that. It was a bit weird. But anyway, yeah, those songs didn't chart um, entirely. There might have been a reason, I don't know, or contributed to that stuff. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, I guess the obviously the charts change a lot throughout the decade. Yeah. And I think that's the case for most people in the 90s, actually. They didn't really chart as they should have because of the whole, I don't even know what the rules were, but because of yeah. what they were doing back then. So it's kind of frustrating to like hear that. But speaking about One in a Million, I kind of want to compare the two albums because I know there's a big debate between like which one's the best. And in my opinion, obviously I know you like the the Red album, but my favourite is One in a Million. Like that album just slaps to me. (laughs) Like (laughs) I I like, obviously I like the Red album, but just Mm. not as much as One in a Million. And I don't, I can't pinpoint the reason why. Mm. but I think more of the songs on one in, one in a Million are more like catered towards me mm. in the fact that I think the earlier albums are a lot more mainstream 
Yeah, you think so? Well, not. I don't know if the main if mainstream is the right word, but mm. it was a lot. Uh, I would say. I guess it was future. I don't know what the word is, but I guess futuristic because obviously it was the uh, Y2K with the the turn of the millennium, millennium, mm. millennium. And if you watch all of her music videos for that album, they were very futuristic. <laughs> so um, I think they were trying to get into that wave a little bit. But I think one in a million for me is a bit more pure R and B. Oh, okay. You like the like pure R and B and yeah. like experimentation. Yeah, then, basically. Yeah, I think it, the album, the red one. I think you're also I need to say my my favorite songs. Yeah, but we'll talk about that. I guess. Um, but yeah, I think. Sorry. No, I was going to say because it, the the um what makes me realize that I like one in a million better is because actually my favorite song. Of the red album mm. is that is I care for you, and I think uh, it was you. Yeah. I think it was you that told me that that was meant to be for one in a million. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of. So yeah, it kind of just brings back to the point that I think one in a million for me. Is mm. Yeah, I think you definitely like the um the Missy Elliott Timberland and Elliot like trio. Then I think if you like if that's your favorite song, yeah. And uh, yeah, she. I remember watching like interviews for the red album. She said that. <clears throat> she broke down like the whole like um track list and then she said that that, album, that song at that time obviously in 2001 was five years old so i think and they recorded it for one in a million but they already like put together the track list and stuff so she was like she loved it so much she kept it for her next album which i think is so mad because that's five years that she <laughs> that yeah. she held on to it but then i think she didn't expect to like release the album five years later because i think she was thinking her album would come up before like 2000 at least because but then she was obviously doing films and she was doing soundtracks and she mm. was singing soundtracks and but well, like soundtracks were a big thing in the 90s because artists were always on soundtracks and wait but speaking of sound oh. speaking of speaking of her soundtrack work most of my favorite songs of hers are from the soundtrack like, <laughs> really? her, her, her soundtrack songs are actually so good like they're just yeah. oh god like my favorite i think my i would say my favorite earlier song is are you that somebody Mm. I love that song so much, and also yeah. try try again, which is on the album, was on a soundtrack, wasn't it? Yeah, it was as on well. the Thai soundtrack. Yeah, again, that's one. That's her biggest, her biggest charting song as well. So. Yeah, her biggest hit was from a soundtrack song, which is so crazy. It's crazy to think about, but yeah, you know what? She produced a good body of work, I think, in seven years as well. Like including soundtrack albums as well, soundtrack songs, because obviously the Romeo Masai soundtrack was almost like hers so album, almost because she had about. I think three or four songs on there, so almost like her own body of work. And then she she got the um, EP that EP executively produced the mm. album. So she like chose which artist she wanted to feature on there. So she put like Destiny's Child on there and like, other oh, people. Oh, that's cool. As well. Yeah, which is nice. So, but yeah, back to what you said about sorry, one in a million, and the Red album. Yeah, I think definitely the combination of Timberland, uh, Missy Elliott, and Aaliyah for the one in a million million album. Was definitely like a good, you know, good combination. I feel like Missy Elliott is such a good songwriter, and yeah, it really worked for Aaliyah. Like for some reason, her songs really hit home with Aaliyah singing them as well. And I think Missy Elliott said that she wrote the way she wrote because she wasn't like a you know a powerhouse singer herself. Mm. So like the fact that her songs were like spoken, like talk singing at the time, so they didn't require too much like you know like of a you know of a belt or anything but like it worked for Leo because of her style anyway like the smoothness yeah. of her voice and her pitch of, and tone of her voice and like the softness of her voice on the like hard beats of Timberland that like, really worked really well yeah I was going to say that com- that um combined with the, the hard beats really worked very well and that's what I like about the One in a Million album there's more yeah. of that on that album than there is on the Red album which is what that's I appreciate true. more and there's a reason for that though unfortunately I think when she was recording for her last album um, Timbaland and Missy Elliott were obviously popping by that point so they got their big break from her One in a Million album because I think that was the first time they had produced, produced anything major or written yeah. anything major and then from that obviously like success Missy Elliott was a solo artist by the early 2000s she had what I don't know two albums out maybe recent, preparing to release three um, don't quote me <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so I think they were busy so I think Timbaland was only able to work on like what three songs from her final album and Missy Elliott obviously only wrote I Care For You but that was five years prior so yeah yeah but what's your so on the One in a Million album what are your mm. favourite songs oh I love all the stuff that Timbaland and Missy Missy 
Misty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love the stuff they wrote. I think my favorite song, definitely though, I'll give you like three. It changes though. I think Four Plays Without is probably my favorite song off the album. Oh, that's such a good song, but I've yeah. overplayed it too many times. I, me too, me too. <laughs> oh, it's my fave though, and I can't even say one in a million because I banged that song so yeah, much. And yeah. like, no. And that song has been sampled so many times. So, so <laughs> many like... times. It's like, yeah, of all the Leah songs, probably one of the most sampled Leah songs, if anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Defo Four Page Letter, If Your Girl Only Knew. Oh, that is such a bad I know that 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 beat, <sighs> as in the, the beat, the beat, the beat alone, the beat alone, <laughs> mate. That song, if you're going to me, what was that? Um, and maybe I'll do three. I also like, oh, I don't know. I alternate between like the one I gave my heart to. Oh, I love that song, but I love, I, I love, I, I prefer the single version. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it different. It's got different she was bridge. singing, singing she was down, down on that. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> What about you? What are your favourites on the, um, that album? Maybe top three. So my top three is obviously If You Got Only Me because I took about mm. that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think we had this conversation the other day and I asked you, do you prefer the normal Hot Like Fire or do you prefer the remix? And I think you said you preferred the remix and then I thought I did too, but I was listening to the original the other day and I kind of like the, the original as well. So you I like can't it? choose. Yeah, I actually like it. But obviously the... The, the remix is more it's got more things in the background yeah um it's got that oh no 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 yeah, in the background, yeah. <laughs> which is which is what i like but also i like the fact that the original is kind of just like toned down a little bit i, I like the, mm. the simpleness of it but yeah i like i like both of them but yeah i think she could have chosen one though i don't think she should have had she could have i think she could have just had one and not both on that i album. think but i think what it was though is that um when they released the album i think they released the the remix one as a single yeah so they didn't release the album version and then they had the yeah so they added the the remix and then they made a video for that instead so i guess they were thinking about i don't know what they were thinking about to be honest but yeah it just made sense to me because it was like it sounds more like a timbaland beat even though he's i believe he produced both and missy wrote um, yeah but it sounded more like you know like a timbaland beat like the sounds and the yeah the heavy snares <laughs> yeah. so. but yeah top three I would say yeah if it got any new I also love um everything's gonna be all right mm. Mm. I never used to like that before but it was it was uh I've been listening to it more and more and I like it also mm. I'm not gonna add it to my top three but I honestly think this is the best intro of all time beats for the street hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love the in- I love it so much as an intro like oh, yeah it's so was- good was sick. Timberland, you can tell Timberland produced that as well. You yeah, can, it was you can so hear good. it from the sound. And then you can tell Missy wrote it because she's there, like making her, you know, her. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, I think it's going to be all right if you're going any new. And I honestly can't choose the, the third one, but I like Heartbroken. Mm, that's a nice song. And I also like um, the one I gave my heart to. I have to, I have to add that into there. Yeah. It's, such, it's such a good such a good song um i'll say my least favorite has got to give it up i, I just i just can't oh my god why do you not like this song please i just it just sounds so random i know it's a cover but it just sounds so random on the album like oh it's just ugh. i would say that watching the video made it a bit better but apart from that i just can't get with that song i'm sorry I really can't do it. You know what? I love that song, you know, but I don't like love it like, you know, on my favourite song. I just think it's so funky. <laughs> it's so German, like it's um it's the cover though. It's the cover of a Marvin yeah. Gaye song, isn't it? So yeah. Choosy, I don't know. Sorry, choose choosy lover is a cover as well, isn't it? Yeah. So I I like that I like that one. Yeah, that's but, a good cover. Um I like Got to Give Up as well, to be fair. And I mean it sounds the same as a Marvin Gaye song. This is a Marvin Gaye song. She just added her own like flair to it, so it's a bit more. Yeah, that's know, true. Earlier. So, but she likes the cover. I think she she likes the cover Isley Brothers songs as well because she mm. that was like her second Isley Brother cover because the first one At Your Best, which is their song as well. So she oh, I love that song. Music, or like the music, I should say. Yeah, At Your so, Best and Back and Forth are my favorites from the first album as well. Mm, yeah, but from one in a minute, I would actually say I like every single song apart from Got to Give It Up. So I think <laughs> it's as a whole, as a whole, like I can listen to the whole album over and over again and never yeah. get bored. 
which is a good testament of, of what a good album is, in my opinion. That's um, true. You know what, yeah, now you just said that, I feel like, yeah, the album is actually good in the ears. Like, I felt every single song, even though I love the last album, the third album, I can't lie. I, I flip between the both. I'm not I'm a bit of a flip-flop. So, I like, sometimes I like the One in a Million more. Sometimes I like the earlier album more. But, yeah, as you just said that, I was just thinking, you know, every song is listenable. Like, I don't want to ever be like, oh, I don't want to hear those songs. Like, I don't, no. I don't like You Got Nerve and Read Between the Lines from the Red album. But there's no song <laughs> I feel like that about on the One in a Million album. I can listen to everything. Even, like, the... You know, the songs she didn't release as singles, the deep album cuts, they're actually all right. Even if they're not, like, obviously great, they're, like, fillers, but, I mean, still listen to good, them. They're not horrible. They're good fillers. The yeah. It's not something that was thrown on the album. It was, like, at least thought about and put together in a way. Also, you mentioned, like, deep cuts you like. I think I love, um, from the One in the Million album, Never Given Up. With oh, I like that song. Yeah. Yeah. He was 13, wasn't he? Yeah, he was young. Oh he was God. a thirteen year old. I remember like every time every time I remember the song, I would go and up and check his Instagram page. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> he was just like around. So he I remember him saying responding to fans and he was like he was thirteen and Aaliyah like heard him sing and wanted him on the song. I mean that's really nice as well. Like just the randomly just be like, Oh I like his voice, let me put it on my album. No one's heard of him before. Yeah. But I put him on my album anyway. So Yeah, yeah that's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um and I guess I was thinking about um as you mentioned earlier, like one in a minute album obviously got like Missy Elliott and Timberland's like entire attention. So I think mm. that nine out of however many songs on the album were written and produced by Timberland and Missy. And then in comparison to like the Red album, they only had like maybe what three. Yeah, so you, three, three you can kind of and one Missy written. Song. Yeah, you can kind of tell from the it's it's completely different to be honest. Like, mm. but yeah, that's and. Why I would say One in a Million was my favourite as well is because, I, obviously, you got Nerve and Read Between the Lines. And also, I think I can be as well. I can skip those songs. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I just can't leave them playing. <laughs> it's just not for me. So, like, that's already three So, I think. Obviously, it is a good album, though, but it's just, yeah, I just think, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. It is a good album, to be honest. What are your favourite songs from the Red Album? My favorite songs are "I Care for You," mm. um, "Never Know More," mm. "Rock the Boat," "Reading oh, the Resolution," the whole album, and also this one. It's the whole album. It's for the All right, let me choose my top three. My top Please. three: <laughs> "Rock the Boat," "I Care for You," and I would say "Never." Never know more. Mm, yeah. And if I had to choose four, it'll be extra smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and if you had to choose five, <laughs> I'm screwing. Those are good choices, though. I can tell like you like the R and B, like normal R and B sounding, no classic R and B. That's what yeah. you can tell from those songs you selected. Um, what would my favorite be? My top three. See, this is another thing with Aaliyah music. I alternate all the time depending on what I'm feeling. Like my mood changes. Yeah. A lot. And I like That's different true. songs. But now, at the moment, I think, um, obviously, We Need a Resolution is like, you know, the single was the first single. And I think I've like probably heard that or played that the most out of every song because I guess, like, thinking about it when I was younger, that's the song that came to mind a lot of the time. From the album, anyway. But um, I don't know. Um, top three. Oh, man. Right now, I would say. I really like loose rap. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I really mm. like that song. I know mm. you're not really feeling it, but I feel like it's like it tells a story. Like I feel like she's telling me, like you know, these guys are trying to talk to me. How many times yeah. are they trying to talk to me? I mean, it's I'm not a bad song. It's not yeah. a bad song, but it's just not my fave. And also, yeah. you said that it's gonna be the first single, which I just don't yeah. agree with at all. Yeah, <laughs> it was supposed to be. Good choice, there. Good choice. It. Yeah, they scrapped it and then they went with um, We Need a Resolution for Timberland. Also, it features um, Static Major, Loose Rap, and he wrote like a lot of the songs on that album, actually, funny enough. I think he wrote like 10 out of oh, cool. 14 songs on the album. If... Yeah, he actually oh, wow. wrote towards the, yeah, towards the latter half of her career from like um, Are You Need... Are You That Simple? He wrote that too. It's your favourite song. Oh, um, good. <laughs> yeah, he wrote from from then onwards. I think he was like her main song. So most of her songs <laughs> were written by him. But um yeah, my favorite oh, top three. Okay, loose rap. I think <laughs> um at the moment I like I like Never No More. I'm gonna say that was one of my 
faves. I love the singles as well, but, but I'm gonna just say the ones that I well, I I are not singles that I loved with it though. Please write never no more and oh, man, I don't know. I love I can be, I love I refuse, but they're so loud. They're very loud. <laughs> <laughs> they're loud, like the production's loud and I thought like they could have turned down the sound effects a little bit on yeah. IB and I refuse. No, I refuse because it's got like a drum like you know them big drums that people bang. Yeah, it's got like a gong there, and um, I feel like they could have turned it down just a little bit, just a tad, just a tad, just a tad. Yeah. Um. So, what did I say? Loose rap. Loose rap. Yeah. Never know more. And then you said, I can be or I refuse, but you said. Oh yeah. I feel like you you have to put Rock the Boat on there because I know it's a single, but I know song is just such a good song. It is, it is. I just like, okay. <clears throat> okay. At the moment, minus the three things, I love that we in a reason more than a woman and rock the boat. But I'll say loose rap, never know more, and I will say extra smooth for now, I guess. Oh, yeah, okay. that's a good choice. Yeah. Extra smooth is such a good song. I, think it could, yeah. that, I feel like that could have been a single, to be honest, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, with Aaliyah's albums, I think, is that when you listen to them, you'll have your faves, and then once, because you keep listening to them over and over again, and you go back, you mm. could, like they always change so like for me I had my favourites and because I keep listening I keep listening to the Red album over and over again in my car and before I never really used to fuck with um, Those Were The Days but now it's like getting up there is one of my favourite songs so it's like mm. every time you listen the more you appreciate her song so I think that's a really good thing about her like her music stands the test of time I think yeah I agree with that I think it does like it transcends like time zones and time zones Time periods of time, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know, commonly time zones in different countries. Um, definitely, like, 25-year-old album, One in a Million, still sounds fresh in 2021, which is like, unheard of. Yeah, I definitely think that, um, especially the Red album as well, pardon me, it would, have, it would definitely have done so much better in its time if she obviously didn't have that terrible thing happened to her but it definitely I'm so happy I'm kind of happy even though I wish that the, the album would have been on streaming ages ago kind of mm. ha- happy that it's happened now because I feel like um because we kind of well we didn't really grow up with her music I guess we were kind of babies at that time mm, yeah so I guess if we were that age then we wouldn't have really appreci- appreciated her music anyway so now that it's being released now while we're older you can appreciate it for like what it is, which I'm kind of happy about. It's like we're listening to her for the first time, like with fresh ears, especially yeah. like especially like the deeper album cuts as well. It's so nice to like like delve into them more so than I did before because before I kind of just listened to the singles and that was it really. Yeah, I think it's it's easier to do that when you're like um obviously like you as you said we kind of were babies when her music came out pretty much until like when her last album came out we were a bit older but I don't know like I don't think most people are really into music that much at like no. seven or eight. So I mean, when you get maybe to about 10, you start really, like, actually maybe consciously deciding to listen to the music and stuff, besides just hearing what, I don't know, your family members or siblings listen to that are older or whatever. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I agree. I definitely feel like um, we've been able to listen to the music, like, with, obviously, fresh ears. And like, I was listening to the stuff, like, on YouTube, like, before it obviously was released on streaming platforms. But, obviously, like, for the One Million album, I didn't really listen to that many deep album cuts. So I used to listen to Never Given Up, and I think... Only like a couple of years ago, I heard um, I Got Your Back with, um, I Got Your Back with, Jermaine Dupri produced that one, sorry. Yeah. Mm. So like, but then all the other songs are heartbroken and everything's going to be all right. I never really listened to. So like, it's now I'm like, they're like new to me now because I'm like, yeah. oh, I've never heard these songs. So like, I can appreciate them a bit more now. And I think even as you said as well, like those were the days. I don't think I really liked that song before. And then um, now that I've listened to it again, I'm like, I oh, you know it actually sounds really nice. Yeah, like, it's, it's a very, really nice song. Yeah, yeah, it's really breezy. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> breezy. <laughs> that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, you know, things have changed. Like we've all been there, so yeah, yeah I really appreciate. it. Also, with, with the release of her albums on streaming now, I've kind of gone back on YouTube because um. Black Brown Records have released all her music videos on their YouTube mm. page. So I've been, like, going back to, like, watch all her music videos as well because I didn't really do that back in the day. I think I, I saw, like, More Than A Woman a few times. I saw One In A Million a few times. But I never really watched them like that. So I've, I've gone back to, like, watch them. And I wanted to ask you, like, what are your some of your favourite music videos of hers? 
All my days, music videos. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, I've got a question. Oh, that. I got excited. Oh gosh, their music videos. I love them all. I love them all. Um, right. Oh my gosh, I love this girl. Only knew. Um, yeah, that's a good video. It's a nice video. Like, there's not too much yeah. dancing and stuff, but like, it's aesthetically her the way she was dressed. Um, I like the theme of the video, like the little dance break she gave us. I was like, "Hey, I love that dance go, break. It's go, so good." <laughs> um, I feel like it tells the story. The video is like very cinematic. Mm. It's like I don't really know what story it's telling, to be honest, but it's telling something. <laughs> so, Ask me again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and um, one of the million videos is cute, but not even one of my faves. Um, I think I like Hot Like Fire. Oh, that's a good um, one. Yeah, it just seems like fun, like like a fun music video. Everyone's dancing and partying. Like there's a few cameos, the little Kim's in the video, change of yeah. in the video. Um, we love yeah, we do. But I think um towards the end of her career, so like from like um Are You That Somebody, I think I like those videos like yeah more. So I think Are, Are You That Somebody is one of my faves. I think I love the flamenco dance she did at the end. That was really a good piece of choreography. Um, and I think the singles um. She released for the last album. I really like the videos all for all three of them. They they look so, kind of, like all all of them kind of look the same because they all had this this what's the what's the word they all just they all had this like <laughs> futuristic theme. Futuristic foil. foil. Oh lord! <laughs> <laughs> Not the foil again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not it's not just her because if you look at most of the videos from Y2K, they're all similar. Like she's great. Zoom in to the camera by <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean though, but you know what I would say that I would, I feel like I'll disagree to an extent. But um excluding more than woman, I think reading the resolution was more like I don't know futuristic, definitely, but it wasn't like typical futuristic. I feel like it was like new age, like this is happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. discovered CGI. And, like, yeah, and then they had like, um, you're right, yeah. And they like had, what do you call it, like flat screen TVs were like becoming a new thing. So, like the yeah. ones with the big flat. So, she had one in the video, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I've never seen one of those before. Or well, at that time, anyway, it was like, oh, wow. Like, TVs usually have back off in it, or they used to have back off. What do you Yeah, big back off. And this was like, that was flat. So, that was like a, I think it was that video was a bit different. And more than one inside a motorbike so basically foil like that's what it was supposed to be it's supposed to be like inside the motorbike lights or something and then yeah so let's just say foil or inside the motorbike anyway so i get what you mean about the whole like foil and shiny stuff yeah. but what the boat i thought well, that was completely different, different. yeah, yeah. Completely different. but what i do appreciate about those um the singles from the red album was that she really got into her choreography bag yeah like, she really stepped out Bro. of those albums which is so good because obviously we, we knew she well did we really know she could dance dance before that she did a little bit of choreography mm. um but she never really like you would never like would you consider her as a dancer like before the red album would people um, like calling her a dancer not really. i feel like um not really it was only when like from like four page letter choreography wasn't really too anything too no. you know too much it was from like are you that somebody that i think we were like oh she can actually really dance because she was hitting some mad steps i think so yeah she really yeah. she really delved into the choreography thing which which is which which is what i appreciate because now that now from then people we do consider her as a dancer so it's, it's really mm. good to see her get go into that also i think um you can tell the budget was up there for this <laughs> those um, <laughs> this album as well because the comparison between those videos and the videos from one in a million is mad do you think so yeah because in basically like, like you said before most mm. of the videos on One in a Million were quite simple. Mm. Um, the one that I gave my heart to, that was a simple video. Mm. Uh, four page that was simple. One in a Million had a lot of um, scene changes, I think. Mm. But at the same time, yeah, it's not one of my faves either. And if your girl only knew, that was very simple. So I think they were quite simple, in my opinion, mm. compared to the um, the ones from the Red Album. Even Rock the Boat, even the, that was a simple video as well, but obviously they paid money to like fly out and they rented a boat and things. I just feel like the budget mm. was really, really there, which is nice to see. That's true. You can see that the progression of her music. That's a trigger point as well. I think what you basically said is that you can see the progression of her music videos as time went on. Yeah, you can, it's true. From like her first album to like the last one, you can see like how much the money was being spent and really being spent well as well like, to put mm. good music videos and quality music videos out. Also, I'm going to ask you your favourite videos 
of audio. Uh, my favorite videos. Um, I would say if it got any new as well, because I like you, I like the. I just I love the dance break. It's like my favorite <laughs> bit of the video. <laughs> I love her outfit, like the bandana, the glasses. Like mm. it's, it's such a good theme, I think. Also, Hot Like Fire is a good one as well. Mm. Um, and then I actually do like needed a resolution, even though it was very foily. I like <laughs> her trousers were foily. I'll take that at least. They were foil color. I'll take that. <laughs> but it was actually a really good video. Thinking about it, and also um, more than a woman, I do. I, I didn't. I didn't really get the motorbike thing. I, I get what they were trying to do, but I didn't, mm. it didn't really come across to me. So um, yeah, I'll say if you got any new, you need a resolution. And I want to say rock the boat, but just, you know, it's just hard to like judge that video even though mm. i think it was a good video though it was For time it was a good video yeah and it really uh, fit the song very well as well yeah she was on the boat so, um, basically at least because it's like oh, oh. in the drawing room oh yeah what should we um what should we do oh okay it's about a boat so we can rent a boat <laughs> I think sometimes being simplistic works because Lord knows like it just makes sense to be on a boat on a song called Rock the Boat because why not you know I love the simplicity of that That the, lit- the literalness of that is funny also you mentioned like motorbikes and stuff I think she liked mo- motorbikes I remember like someone saying that, that she really enjoyed motorbikes I don't think she had one or rode one but if you notice there's one in If You're Going You Knew yeah, um, and there's one in also in Modern Woman as well. So I think she had a thing for motorbikes, or she liked thought they were cool. Maybe she would have maybe I don't know bought one or rode one one day herself. Yeah, Who maybe. knows? <laughs> yeah. If she obviously stayed alive, do you, what do you think she would have made? Do you think she would have made any more videos for the album? Yeah, I think I kept it was going to be the next single. Oh, really? So oh, yeah, you would have got a video for your favorite song. I know that's so Yeah, I know it would have been. I can't remember if this was true or not, but I remember, like, I, think, I don't know if it was on Wikipedia years ago, or somebody made it up. You know, anyone can edit Wikipedia. But they were talking about the video for I Care For You and it was supposed to be, like, um, a performance-style video of her, like, in a sort of theatre hall kind of thing, yeah. singing. Like, I can imagine it just being, like, on a microphone, maybe just her and the mic and just, like, an audience. Not an audience, but, like, an empty theatre, like, just singing, like, kind of that, that oh, kind of video. Cool. It would have been really cool, yeah. So it's a like, shame. Listen. That... It's given listen, by the Yeah. Yeah, just Basically, like that, I think. Yeah. Well, so, that, that, I forgot actually. Um, the Are You That Somebody video, I like, that's one of my favorites. Well. I like that. Yeah. Also, I didn't like the song, but I like the video. I forgot to give it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to let this go. No, I can't. <laughs> but the video was really good, actually. It was a good vibe. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun video. I like the way she's dressed as well. Very swaggy and very. Yeah. Fun I definitely fact. think if she did a video for Extra Smooth, that would have been such a fun video as well. It would have been, yeah. I can imagine, like, the transition of, like, her career. Because as you said, the budgets were getting, you know, were really getting there. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like with songs like Extra Smooth, they would have been able to tell a story. Yeah. Like, about a guy trying to, like, you know, be extra smooth with her and trying to move to her and, you know, acting like he's got all this money and stuff. But he just he just wants him to be normal. Like you could tell a story of a guy. You know, there's so many things you could have done. So I can imagine that the direction of her music videos and they would have just had the money to you know tell more stories and all these kind of different things. So, and I definitely yeah. think if she continued, I don't think she would have like um, what's the word? She wouldn't have like faded out. I think she would have just got better and better over the years. Yeah. I definitely think she still would have been around today as well. Like still releasing good music because I think she was yeah. that that sort of artist who always was like perfecting her craft and like all her songs were just she would she put on the work effort and I think she would never have like diminished that so it kind of sounds I agree yeah but it's kind of nice to think what she what it could have been what, what she could have been yeah um, she's she's definitely one of the biggest or the most influential R&B artists to ever like existed so yeah, it's kind of sad to think about it's kind of making me a bit emotional <laughs> yeah. yeah no I get you I it's agree so 100% yeah I do feel like when people say like oh like if she was here, like, would she wouldn't be? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, you never know though, because I feel like, as we said, she was on an independent label as well. We need to consider that too. So, like, all the people like Monica and Brandy had like major labels pushing them. Yeah. She was there up with them on an independent label. It was her uncle's label, <laughs> like her uncle yeah. had the label, so she could be a singer pretty much. And he was getting <laughs> um, 
she was you know releasing the music through other labels what do they call that um publishing i don't know what they call it distribution thank you so she had distribution deals with like different record labels so that's how she was putting her music out so through blackground but then it was being distributed through jive or virgin or whatever situation is so yeah and like if if she had lived maybe she would have like signed to a major label going on i feel like she probably would have actually left her uncle's label i think that was another thing as well people were saying that there was um discrepancies with the label and i think she wanted to leave so mm. i think if she had you know not died she might have left her uncle's label and then we don't know where that would have taken her career but she was also acting as well so like she was supposed to be honey she was going to be in the matrix re- um film series is series is series is series with an s and an apostrophe um yeah so she was supposed to be sparkle and whitney houston's sparkle that um what's her name um Jordan Sparks was Sparkle Sparks, said, yeah. yeah that film so she was going to be a major actress slash singer so mm. even if she didn't do music she would have probably yeah. been acting also you, from you talking about record labels and stuff I think because she was on uh, independent label and she still did so well I think that was kind of an advantage because most of the R&B artists or just say artists in general who are signed to major labels they always have this pressure from the major labels to like change their sound, to do what the label wants to do, to, to think whatever. But Aaliyah had always had the choice, I guess, of like doing what she wanted to do and going to, into the direction that she wanted. So I think mm. that was kind of an advantage in her in her in her favor, to be honest. Like being independent. Good way to think about it, you know, because I feel like yeah, being independent means obviously you make your own choices and decisions. So a lot of artists nowadays like would rather after being like dodgy major major label situations they would rather be independent but her as you said i think that's why there was so much room for creativity because she probably had like a huge like impact on what she would like record and what she liked and what she didn't like which i think is really quite handy and considering that her you know she works with her family i think it's a bit easy sometimes to be like oh uncle i don't want to like release that song (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that probably is why she was allowed to like or she felt like oh i want to experiment and then obviously Timbaland and Missy came coming along. And even the last album, like you could the themes were more mature in terms of like the song content and stuff. You can tell she was becoming a woman, like more relationships speak, you know, things in relationships, singing about being a side chick, like, you know, all these yeah. different things. Growing up things. Yeah, always, growing up yeah, things. Nice. You definitely that's one thing you can say, looking back at all her all three of her albums, you can definitely see the evolution between each one. Mm, which yeah. is so aggressive. Like I think that's so um, it's such a nice thing to see. Like, I was looking at a post the other day on Instagram, and it was like talking about like Brandy and Monica and Leah's three albums, first three albums, and it was like you can hear the progression through each album. And I was like, it's true. Like, you can like the first three albums were like so good, and you can like see the progression to the next one. And like, you don't really yeah. get that anymore. Like, usually artists maybe have like two really good albums, and then like after the second one, it's like oh, everything goes a bit downhill. But basically, yeah. But yeah. All, literally, all of her. All three of her albums are strong albums, I would say, to be honest. Like, yeah. Her first album I, is the one I've listened to the least, but I've still, like, listened through it. It's still a good album. Um, I just don't like listening to it because of the whole R. Kelly thing. That's just my... Yeah. Album. But, um, I, I can't say that it's not a good album, but it's just my personal, like, preference. But, yeah, it's it's, it's nice to see the evolution between all of, all of her albums. And also, it's nice to see, like... Um, her relationships between well not between with Missy and Timberland and how like that kind of affected their careers as well it's kind of nice to, mm. they all had they all had success like from each other which is so it's like a little like family kind of thing yeah nice. it's true I think she obviously helped jumpstart their careers and like look at them now they're like Missy Elliott is like an icon and mm-hmm. Timbaland as well he's like a producer icon so they're both like just so it kind of just says a lot about what she, what she would be. I feel like her peers or the people that she was friends with all made like, you know, something of themselves and she obviously would have probably been, yeah, like an icon in her own way. Do you think she would have continued to work with Timberland and Missy? Or do you think she would have like ventured out to different producers? I think, yeah, that like, yeah, they would have worked together continually, I think. But she would have definitely like worked with different people. Because I think as we kind of discussed a bit earlier, like the third album, they were busy, so they couldn't really work with her too, too much. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated them working more on her third album if they could have. But yeah, because of time constraints and stuff, she wasn't able to to do it or make it happen. But um, 
Yeah, I can see her probably working with them more in the future, definitely on songs here and there, because they had that kind of relationship. So, yeah. What about you? What do you think? I definitely think she would have she would have ventured out, but I do think that she would have always like gone back to Timberland for a few songs. Like I think their their partnership was so good, mm. and it kind of like when you think of a new, you just think of Timberland. So it's just like or vice versa as well. So it's like their their partnership was just it's just so iconic. I think <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I think they had a good musical relationship. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, so what do you think um, the overall like reaction has been to this like all her albums being on streaming? Do you think it's been like, do you think she's gained like a, a lot of new fans and a new appreciation for her music, or do you think it's just old fans who have just gone back to like listen to her? That's a good question and like something to think about. Because I feel like when I look in the comments, a lot of people are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that her music's back on streaming." So I'm assuming that people that like are people that have listened to it before maybe or like yeah or knew the songs before but obviously like it's with streaming now it's like yeah if you don't have like songs on streaming then you won't really be able to listen to them on your phone like i think unless you've downloaded the albums and that, that whole process of burning cds is actually oh, long man. and i don't think my laptop even has a cd drive anymore so yeah. but you know actually most of her songs were actually already on Spotify, but just hidden into like. Hidden yeah, <laughs> that's another thing as well. Like yeah, I had yeah, a lot yeah. of them on my phone anyway, yeah, which is like yeah. very so sneaky. <laughs> like funny album arts and funny album names and stuff. Yeah. So like you, yeah. they might not find it. Whoever's I don't know whoever does the checking what songs are supposed to be on or not. I don't know if that's even the thing. <laughs> I find that so funny. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. They were there. I had really, I had most of the singles on my phone and then I had a couple of the deep album cuts on the red album on my on my phone before like the album was released properly so yeah but to answer your question yeah definitely I think it's probably introduced her to a new breadth of fans as well I'm sure there's like a, a new generation of people that have never really listened to her music that have been able to listen to it and as well as obviously the old fans who just want the convenience of having her music on Spotify and stuff so what do you think, though, in terms of that? Do you think, like, new people have been introduced to her? And how, like, have you felt listening to her music? And it be for you as well being, like, a newer experience, like, almost like listening for the first time. How's that been? Like, listening for the first time, uh, especially to, like, the deeper album cuts, it's been, it's been so, like, I don't know, I feel like a little kid, <laughs> just, like, mm. um, discovering a new artist for the first time. Obviously, I knew Avilia before, and I've listened to her singles, and I listened to some of her songs. But I just feel like, to me, when I was listening to albums, it, it felt like, because her music is very timeless, it kind of, it didn't feel like 90s music. It felt like a new artist who just came out, like, in 2020, like, mm. release, releasing that album for the first time. And obviously, because I'm, I, I drive now, and, like, playing it in the car, it's just, like, I don't know, it's just such an experience uh, for me. And I definitely think that I've grown to appreciate her a lot more, and I definitely think I would call myself like a stan now. Before I was a fan, but not like a, a super fan. I, would, I wasn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, but now listening to her, who, all her music, like um, over and because I've, I've been repeating her albums like over and over again. So I definitely would call myself a, a stan. So I'm so happy that they finally given us given us the chance to like appreciate her music how it should be. I don't know why. It's, took so long obviously there was like drama and stuff but mm. um so I definitely think I'm not the only one who's like who's what's the how do you say it? I'm not the only one that that's ignited a new interest in into Leah because I definitely mm. think there's been a lot of new fans um that's come along with this um albums being on streaming like I definitely think a lot of people because I, I, I'm I, I'm not sure about the chart positions, but they've been charting well, haven't they? Like on iTunes, they're like number one, I think. Yeah. Um. So that just proves to me that there's a whole new interest in Nelia, which is so so nice to see, and I'm hoping that she's looking down and like smiling on 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 this now because it it's, it it deserves like the appreciation to be honest. Because before yeah. it's kind of like her music was kind of just like pushed to the background, no one was really listening to it. Um. Well, I guess people were listening to it, like on YouTube and stuff. But obviously, like you said, stream is a big part of the new world we are in now. So it's kind of mm. nice that she's part of that. So kind of like she's like grown. How do you say it? It's like she's 
uh, transitioned into the streaming age as well, even though she's not here. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's true. It's nice, man. Honestly, and yeah, I think the album started well as well. I think one in a million was number ten, which is mad for a twenty-five-year-old album to actually reach the top ten. Yeah. And um, the Aaliyah album was number twelve or thirteen. I think number twelve. So that's quite good as well. And I think it only, it only missed top ten because like Drake and Kanye had just released around that time. So if it wasn't like a busy period of time, I think it would have at least been top ten because that was you know her last album and whatnot. Mm. But yeah, as you said, really, there's like a resurgence in listening to her music, and I'm happy as a fan that people are learning or learning or learning about her. And hearing her for the first time, and now they can appreciate what we like now love about her music. So yeah, as a as a closing thought, I've been thinking about this a lot actually. Like, what do you think, or how would you feel about them like releasing a posthumous hummus? How do you say it? Album hummus. Making me feel confident. Hummus. I don't even know post posthumous posthumous. Humus? I don't even know. Anyway, however though. you say it, whatever that word is, <laughs> um, of all her songs that she's recorded, do you, would you be down with that, or do you think that's like, I don't know, a step yeah. or do you think you sh- they should just leave it as it is? Well, they technically have like released two like compilation albums. Um, there's like the "I Care for You" one, and then there's like "Ultimately Are." So like, those were released in 2002 and 2005, respectively. So I think in terms of bodies of work some of the, they contain like the, some of the singles and the videos and stuff so that's fine and then I think the I Care For You album has like other songs that she recorded like Come Come Over and All I Need and Erica Kane like some other songs that people might not have heard of that she recorded I think during the sessions for her last album so I'm okay with like them releasing music um, posthumously but um, I think in terms of like new albums and stuff like going forward, like I don't know if they if they release music with her that's new that we haven't heard before, basically that she recorded and we didn't hear and that they've put it out now. They shouldn't do it with new artists, I don't think. Yeah. I think that yeah, they should like record it with her. I mean, I don't think her like people that she collaborated with are gonna want to be a part of it because if her parents, her family, so her mum and her brother are not getting compensated, which I think is the issue with the streaming at the moment, then Missy Elliott, Timberland, Junior Wine tweet all of her old like collaborators the producers eric seats buddha j dubs whatever they're not gonna like want to work with um whoever so it's gonna have to be newer artists like yeah. i've been hearing stuff about future and i'm just like oh, I, but I didn't she, wonder, she, she wouldn't so, even yeah. worked with him i don't think if she was alive i, I don't no. i can't i mean i can't say that she wouldn't have actually I, would, I don't know but i just don't really see it so if they're gonna do it like do it right by her by her legacy you know work with the people that she wanted to work with for example she wanted to work with Janet Jackson they just weren't able to get together she wanted to work with some guy from a group called Nine Inch Nails I don't it's a rock group yeah (laughs) (laughs) no I don't know I just wanted to work with like um one of the wine in I think one of the wine in family members to make a gospel album so like if that's you know the things that she was saying she wanted to do when she was alive then make it happen as she would have wanted don't just make her put on a song with flipping future and because he's popping at the moment and yeah, no, artists no. that have like you know paid homage to her in the past like Drake, that, he loves her so i would say like okay cool like he really does love her so yeah let him work with her i don't know jay cop mentions her like often in his songs you know, like artists that have shown her love in the past, at least I would say personally. Yeah, I agree. I I don't want. I just don't want him to ruin it. And to to me, for me anyway, in, in my in my personal opinion, I think they should just leave it as it is. Just leave it. Yeah. At, at those three albums, and I'm happy of that experience because that's. I'm also happy too. To be honest. Yeah, they're good bodies of work, and she was alive to like put what she wanted into them, so she can say yes, she can say no. So I don't want her. I don't want her. Um, music to be ruined in a way to be honest. Yeah, like, we don't want to tarnish her legacy no we really don't so <laughs> leave it as it is if you're listening Black Ground or whatever label <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah so um, wrapping it up I think we're going to add to the playlist yes 
Um, if you guys don't know, you'll find the Rated playlist on Spotify, and we're gonna update one new song, one old song each week, and then you find it on the Rated playlist on Spotify. So I think it's my time to add the old song. So yes. I'm gonna add um, a Keisha Cole song. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I ain't for featuring Nicki Minaj. Which we boo, boo, his, boo, <laughs> the man's leg. Why are you doing it? This <laughs> the poor man's let it go. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I could have, actually, I could have added let it go, but I ain't here. I'm going to stick with it. I'm sticking by yeah, my gun. Sticking by your gun. Come on. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, I'm going to add the newer song, I guess, and um, it's going to be Van Jess featuring Ooh, Lucky yes. Day. Um, Slow Down. So, like, I really like this song. I downloaded their EP the other day and um, it's really nice. And I saw the video for this song and I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, I at least watched them on YouTube as well back in the day when they were like, when YouTube yes, singers was like, but a, they have such a good thing. Songs. So, yeah, so that's my new song. So, yeah. Cool. So, I think that's it for the Rated Podcast. Um, any, last, any last thoughts? Any last words? Any closing words? Um... Aaliyah is everything. Yes, I co-sign. Retweet, retweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see you guys. Well, we won't see you. You'll hear us. Bye. Bye, guys.